everyone, and welcome back to episode 5 of Processions. This is the last of the open to the public free beginning episodes, and starting next week, episode 6, there'll be a Patreon delayed exclusive on Money on the Lift's Patreon, so make sure you sign up so you can get them right on time next Monday. If you don't want to sign up or don't have the money, don't worry, seven days later come out and that's maybe when you're hearing this and so today i'm going to be reading from stuart hall for those of you who don't know stuart hall one of the foundations of cultural studies um probably the most important cultural studies theorist uh i was at the birmingham school and founded the birmingham school and has written a lot on race identity political theory you name it Gramsci, we could go on. And so I'm going to be reading from his Selected Writings, Volume 2. And this particular essay or chapter is called Old and New Identities, Ethnicities. And this is page 67 of this book. And we're going to be talking a little bit about class identity today. So with that, I think there's a lot of generative, let's just say, paths that Hall opens that I I want to take us down. So, reading from Stuart Hall. Let me say a word here about the great class identities which have stabilized so much of our understanding of the immediate and not-so-immediate past. Class was the main locator of social position, that which organized our understanding of the main grid and group relations between social groups. They linked us to material life through the economy itself. They provided the code through which we read one another. They provided the codes through which we understood each other's languages. They provided, of course, the notions of collective action itself, that which would unlock politics. Now, as I tried to say previously, the great collective social identities rise and fall, and it is almost as difficult to know whether they are more dangerous when they are falling than when they are rising. These great collective social identities have not disappeared. Their purchase and efficacy in the real world that we all occupy is ever-present. But the fact is that none of them is any longer in either the social, historical, or epistemological place where they were in our conceptualizations of the world in the recent past. They cannot any longer be thought in the same homogenous form. We are as attentive to their inner differences, their inner contradictions, their segmentations and their fragmentations as we are to their already completed homogeneity, their unity, and so on. They are not already produced abilities and totalities in the world. They do not operate like totalities. If they have a relationship to our identities, cultural and individual, they do not any longer have that suturing, structuring, or stabilizing force so that we can know what we are simply by adding up the sum of our positions in relation to them. They do not give us the code of identity as I think they did in the past. It is a moot point by anybody who takes this argument directly on the pulses as to whether they ever functioned in that way. Perhaps they never functioned in that way. This may be, indeed, what the narrative of the West is like. The notion that we told of the story we told ourselves about their functioning in that way We know that the great homogenous function of the collective social class is extremely difficult for any good historian to actually lay his or her finger on. It keeps disappearing just over the horizon, like the organic community. And so, 
there's a lot to work with there. And if you want to re-listen to that reading because I was moving too fast, feel free to. But I'd like to get into some of the tensions, I think, and perhaps open doors that Hall allows us to think about. So the first, right, is that Hall is talking about class as an identity. And that is a very crucial point because if you ask a Volga Marxist, right, class is not just an identity, it is the identity that is not even identitarian. It is a material relationship to the means of production. Um, and so it's important that Hall is talking about class as an identity, I think, through the Hegelian tradition of identity as a relation of self, right, of particular to universal. And so um, it's important to think about it on those terms. And then he talks about how in this moment, right, in the late 20th century, the identity of class has is gone, right? It's sort of gone. And this is the great cultural studies intervention, which is we're mediated by all of these cultural codes and forms and signs that compositely produce relations of identity that can't be pinned down to one material relation to the means of production. We could also think about postmodernism, neoliberalism in this same way, right? Not to say that they're the same theoretical formulation, but that there's this similar articulation of a fraying. And I agree that in our moment, class is not an identity that is wholly stable, that is suturing to the means of production for a number of reasons. And I think Hall weirdly opens the door, but calls it a moot point about whether class ever was this relationship, right? Ever was this suturing, stabilizing, politics, grounding relationship to a material life of universality. And I want to just pry open that opening, right? I don't think it's a moot point. I think it's very important because then it comes to inform what, how we view relations of identity in the here and now. One of the main takeaways from MMT, right, is that the means of production is not a, a, it's a material relationship to physical capital in the way that Marx says it is, right? That there's a monetary means, a meta means of the means of production, right? And it's a mediated means that sits before all of this production that goes on in what we can call the economy, right? You can't have production without a mediating, coordinating, counting system is essentially the idea. And so class relation only is a snapshot of a relationship to these material production relations that occludes a broader mediating problematic of the politics of money and the politics of accounting, counting, money investment, right? And of course, there are ways in which Marxist themes about investment get, get thematized in critiques of banks, which are seen as autonomous agents of investment. And of course, the MMT endogenous money line is, of course, that chartered institutions are mediated by legal structures. And so we can keep coming back to this essentially sense that the means of production as it sits in the Marxist tradition, is a vastly contracted view of political economy. And with that in mind, we can then take class position in relationship to the means of production and totally scramble it, right? It doesn't mean it's not important, right? It doesn't mean that who's in a factory is not important, but 
the relationships to the monetary and political structures and levels or agents that facilitate investment and facilitate these macro processes are vastly more complicated, potentially capacious, and potentially political than simply the means of production and the location of the strike. And so taking Hall's insistence here that, well, right now, class is not determinate in the way that maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I want to simply say the MMT view, and especially that here, opens up this problem of class and of identity itself to a broader political and capacious cultural field that isn't simply a matter of culture as social relation as it sits in a particular conjuncture as the cultural studies methodological problematic would insist. I certainly agree that culture functions in that way and this is why we have a podcast called Superstructure, right? But there's a broader proto-cultural field of mediating politics and identity through investment money, signification as a function and product of investment, whether it's by individuals, corporations, governments, libraries, etc. And so what I want to focus on here is just a very particular way. And Hall's a person I'm going to come back to a bunch of times. That Hall seems to really take us to a precipice to a chasm in the theory of Marxism, but then can't take us over the edge, right? He, he leads us to a, well, maybe class isn't the origin, never was, but then it's too hard to take us into that field of complexity and destabilization. And so he posits it as a moot historical point and then moves forward, right? And this is not to say that Hall has nothing to teach us. I think Hall has so much to teach us precisely because of his way he can double back on himself in this way and and how evocative it is and his work is of a problematic that our collective is really trying to push deeper into. And so I'm really excited in the next few weeks to dig into more of Hall um, and, and really see how far we can push this. But for now... I'm going to leave us there. So please like and subscribe so that you can listen to episode six next week on the Patreon as it comes out. And I'll see you online. Have a good one.